0: You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show.
1: Yo, Joe. Yo, what's up, Justin? Not
0: much. Just getting ready to talk about the black phone again.
1: (laughs) So, elephant in the room uh we re- <laughs> we recorded this what like last week
0: uh yeah it's just a couple of days ago
1: we recorded this we recorded pray. we recorded uh, a couple of small things and uh i fucked up <laughs> i got uh <laughs> yeah i everything every i lost everything um so it was a shitty lesson to learn but a lesson nonetheless. and uh for next time not to do what i did so um don't like fucking dare. Don't you
0: ever It was a lot. Of, you know
1: what's funny is we we just we we marathoned content that night, you and I. We just and of yeah. course, of course, you know, um
0: Of course, like the one night that we actually are able to do that.
1: Right, to get a lot done at once and then we have to right. piece it together <laughs> again. Yeah, so you know, that was um that that, that that's been fun. Um <laughs>
0: good times, good times.
1: Yeah, so if we don't sound as enthusiastic about this, is because we've really just talked about this not that long ago, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah. try our best. Um, so The Black Phone, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. It came out on June 24th of this year, and uh, actually came out last year for Fantastic Fest, um, technically. Right, that was, the, that
0: was its premiere, right? It's yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and then it got a little bit of a delay to, to get here. Um, but, the movies, it, but the movie is directed by uh, Scott Derrickson, And uh, it's based on a story by Joe Hill. The movie stars a guy named Mason Thames as a Finney. He's the main character in this movie, a teenage boy. Uh, His sister, uh, Gwen, is played by Madeline McGraw. We have Jeremy Davis being a fucking creep as usual, playing their father, Terrence. And then our, uh, our killer... Is I don't know why Jeff Goldblum that, but uh, uh, our, our killer, oh, killer yes, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah uh, yeah, yes. uh, uh, the grabber, he's played by Ethan Hawke, um, which I feel like was fine. <laughs> it's it's something that he, me and Justin kind of disagree on, but we'll talk about that again in a minute. All right, Justin, let me ask you a question. Sure. It's 1978. Okay, you're a high school kid. You see a black van with an ominous looking man in a very scary mask holding a bunch of balloons, black balloons. How quickly do you approach that van?
0: Uh, As quickly as humanly possible. Right. I want those balloons and Uh, I want to know everything about that man in the mask.
1: (laughs) And you would be a fool because you'd be dead. And now talking through other kids on a fucking phone in the basement.
0: Which uh, I mean, is that not what I do in my everyday
1: life anyway? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's how I. That's why I only call you. (laughs) 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 Because he died in the seventies. This movie takes place in nineteen seventy-eight. It's about a masked uh, child abductor that they call the Grabber, and he's been taking kids from uh, the streets. It takes place in Denver, I believe, right? Uh, I believe like like so. a small suburb. Yeah, it's a little suburb in You're Denver.
0: Like a suburb in
1: Denver. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, this this grabber, he's taking kids uh, off the streets of this town. It's got the police on, you know, a giant manhunt. It's got parents, you know, uh, anxious, up in arms, um, and the whole entire town looking for these lost kids. Our main characters, uh, Finney and his sister Gwen. Uh, They lost their mother uh, previously, and it's told to us in pieces that she was clairvoyant, um, which seems to be a gift that the daughter has, Gwen. The police even ask her for assistance at one point. And later on, it plays a larger role when her brother is the one that's taken, locked in this basement by the grabber, and the only way that he could uh, learn to escape this is by receiving phone calls on a phone, a non-connected phone, in that basement, and the caller's that come through are the kids that the grabber abducted and killed previously the movie's main plot really is finney is trying to learn from the mistakes of the kids that died by talking to their ghosts on this phone and that's essentially the plot of the movie we'll get into spoilers towards the end because i do want to talk about the ending with you uh but for for the most part we'll, we'll do a spoiler free review um that's the plot now i'll be honest with you i didn't even know that much about the movie when i saw it i, I don't know like if you knew that much did did, uh, did you
0: I knew that it was about, um, this kid who had been abducted by this, you know, creepy guy Yeah, and that he was receiving calls in the basement while he was abducted.
1: Okay. So you knew Um, more than I did,
0: but I didn't know, um, the extent of it. Like I didn't know who was calling him. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't know any of that.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I really knew nothing about it except that Ethan Hawke played, you know, the villain and uh i did see the trailer but like i don't know if it really gave a lot away um i don't know if it even gave that much away
0: Yeah, the trailer didn't give a lot away
1: yeah um so yeah there's
0: like whole sections, there's like whole aspects of this movie that the trailer doesn't tell you anything
1: um yeah i guess i probably gave a little bit more away in my uh, description than than uh, you know than than what's fair but yeah. yeah but either way um maybe that's enough to get someone to run out and see this because uh i don't think that there's a lot of information on the movie at all um and i think that story although very simple uh is very well executed and very unique we talked about how great the pacing was with this film like it's kind of long but it never felt that way it does
0: it does it's uh, it's 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 pretty uh fast paced um and that's not to say that it's uh, it's rushed. It never feels no, rushed. No, not at all. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like it takes its time with all of the individual story beats. That kind of because they're, they're as simple as the movie is as simple as the story is. There's a lot to this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of elements that are kind of put into play, and I could see in the hands of maybe a lesser director, um,
1: this movie could have been a mess. No, I agree. Well, Scott Derrickson, uh, he's the guy that did Doctor Strange, the first one. He was supposed to do the second one. It was his, um, you know, it it was the fact that they replaced him with Sam Raimi um, that he got to do this in the first place. Right, yeah. Might I add, because we kind of talk about this company a lot, but this is a Blumhouse production, and um, it's actually one of their really good ones. You know, we, we mentioned that, like, They're like, they have a lot more misses than hits lately, but when they hit, they hit really well. Um, They've had some really, like, I don't know, game changers, I feel like. And and they sort of like put what new horror is on the map back, like, in the early 2010s, you know? Uh, I kind of shit on them sometimes because they put a lot of content out and a lot of it's garbage, but, like, they did change a lot of what modern horror is, you know, for better or worse. Um, And so they're a big name, you know? Um, But this was definitely one of their better movies I've seen in, a, in quite some time. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is, as far as horror goes, it's, it's definitely in my, like, top five, maybe even top three. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I think for the year, this this hits
1: my top three. Mm, top five, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, as far as this movie goes, like, we talked about the plot of it. Um, what worked and what didn't work for you in this movie?
0: For me, I, I would say I don't think... Um, any of the performances, um, like, I I can't have a single complaint about any of them. I thought everybody in this movie was, like, top-notch. Yes. Um, especially, uh, the kids. Because, you know, a lot of times you have these child actors, and let's face it, most of them suck. Yeah. Um, but these kids, uh, especially our, our main, um our two main characters, Finny and Gwen. Yeah. They were fantastic. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. I know we talked about this last time, but they didn't get to hear it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not an Ethan Hawk fan. I'm not. I could care less about the guy. Okay. I really, I, like, he, he does literally nothing for him, for me. Um, but I really liked him in this. Okay. Um, and then you have Jeremy Davis, who's just doing his uh, usual whisper acting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but it works because it's Jeremy Davies and you can never go
1: wrong with that guy. Small cast too, really.
0: Yeah. It's not a huge cast.
1: Yeah. Um, what didn't you like, like about um, it? If anything, I mean, I'm not like if you, if you felt like there was nothing really complain about then I, I get that, but I
0: feel like, so, so in the movie, Finney really only has one friend,
1: right? Um, a tray you from like... a never-ending story <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically
0: <laughs> um so he only he only has that that one friend and spoiler alert that that friend ends up getting abducted and, and killed before Finney is abducted. i feel like had we spent just a little more time with the two of them before the friend gets abducted um you would have we would have felt that more
1: uh, like a like a more of like an emotional reaction to it. You know, it'd be fu- right. you know what would it work too is if they never even told us he was kidnapped and he's talking to him on the phone after he's already talked to the kids he knew were kidnapped and killed, and then be like, oh shit, I didn't even know this happened to him.
0: I see why they didn't go that route. That would have been really effective and actually would have been awesome.
1: But maybe it would have shown like he wasn't that good of friends with him if he didn't know he was missing.
0: If he didn't know he was missing, Because yeah. remember they're missing for a while before.
1: Well, right yeah unless like he went so, missing right before him you know something like that and that, if that's right, how they played it, it, like it
0: off day but, or yeah, two beforehand, sure, right?
1: yeah. I, I did think the movie was fa- fairly flawless for what it was you know like i said it was a simple story but she's done really well um and right, there was such yeah. a unique aspect to it you know uh that that just made it work yeah i watched this with my girlfriend my girlfriend. uh because she you know like i never like she never really wants to watch some of these with me like the newer stuff but she wanted to see this like she told me she's like when whenever you watch that she's like you know let me know because i want to watch it with you i said yeah no problem so we watched it together um and and it freaked her the fuck out. You know, she was really scared. Right. She also didn't know like anything about the plot whatsoever. We both went into the movie pretty blind, uh, just knowing it was about you know kidnappings, uh, and there was a you know guy in a mask because obviously that was like the fucking poster. I agree with you in terms of like that. You know, the casting and the acting was really well done, especially with kids, because like kids in horror movies, like it's really hit or miss. And they yeah. and when they are the stars, like it really will make or break that that. uh movie or show you know i thought that they were all really great and they did sell you know the movie uh and the story and like all the emotion the horror and stuff like that but unlike you um i do like ethan hawk quite a bit and i didn't like him in this movie i felt like his portrayal of that villain was kind of flat and like maybe like forced i don't know i just didn't like it like i feel like they were trying to go for something and he just didn't really deliver it like it didn't work for me i like the mask was creepy and we kind of described it almost as like this, like Japanese demon mask, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it sort of looks wooden. It has like horns and they keep switching out the, the mouth area. So you get like different like um, expressions on the face from that. And that's how he kind of, you know, constantly appears to the kid, you know, with this mask and this, either like the mouth missing completely or just, you know, different features on it. You know, it's creepy on its own. Um, and even with like no dialogue and, you know, just his, his presence, it's, it's pretty good. Um, like when you see him at the van with the balloons and it's like kind of slow-mo, that was pretty cool, you know? But like when he's appearing to Finney, like in the basement over and over again, I just, I don't know, man. Like I didn't, it almost felt like if you ever watch, um, like any like Star Wars documentaries where you hear David Prowse talking as Darth Vader before <laughs> right yeah yeah it was almost like oh it doesn't feel like the right voice goes with that thing um i don't know man it's just like again like i said i'm a big a big fan and i was kind of like you know I, I was rooting for the guy to like bring up a, a new like horror icon to like the screen but I, I don't know, man. I wasn't a fan of it. Like, I almost feel like like it's one of those things where it's, like, in another universe, like, a better actor played that character, and we're like, oh, my God, imagine if someone else played him. It'd be, wouldn't it wouldn't be as good, you know? God, imagine if Ethan Hawke did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that would be anyone's go-to, let alone the fucking <laughs> cast, casters of this movie, but whatever. Um,
0: imagine, wait, wait. Imagine if they had switched Ethan Hawke and Jeremy Davis.
1: Okay, that would see that would Do work you
0: think
1: for me. That would have worked better. I think it would have. The, the only problem with Jeremy Davis is he's smaller, and and I, and I feel like that the grabber should be a, a bigger guy. Not should that Ethan Hawke is guy, yeah. not that Ethan Hawke is huge. I'm trying to think like that would be really good to play this character. I, I'll think while we're talking. I'll see if I can come up with something, but. Um, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Me
0: yeah. personally, I, I liked him in this. This is maybe the only thing I've ever liked him in. But that's that's just me. You, you you mentioned um uh you know the the grabbers maybe uh you know them trying to make the next great horror icon. I don't think that's the case.
1: No, no, I, I don't think that's what they were trying to do. With no, it. I don't. I I definitely don't think so. No, I I agree with that. I'm just saying, like he might have been. Had he been played he could by have the been, yeah it was
0: somebody else. Okay. right
1: and and like you know because sometimes like these horror like villains will drive a franchise not that there needs to ever be more of these and well they really wouldn't be because you know
0: I never ever want to see a sequel to this
1: right no I don't either and there's no need for it but I'm just saying like that sometimes like that's what spurs that on and um, I don't know maybe like I said in a different you know different universe someone else played him a lot better I just I was just kind of right. whatever about his his performance in that character but. Other than that, I don't really have any complaints. You know, I, I, one of the things I loved the most was just, like I said, the simplicity of the story and just having this kid talk to the ghosts of the kids that tried to get out, failed and died. And like, it's almost like a, uh, it's like a video game approach almost with all this like trial and error and like trying to, Oh, I was doing this, but I didn't get to finish go here, you know? And like that aspect of it was fucking great. You know, I really loved that. And like, it built so much tension.
0: Especially like you know, you have those last maybe 10, 15 minutes where you're just like literally sitting on the. That's how I was anyway. I was like sitting on the edge of my seat, like. Yeah, the the movie did a really good job of just kind of ratcheting up that tension.
1: It's a high, it's a high high uh, recommendation for me, obviously. I think everybody should see it. If yeah. you're listening to this, shut shut us off and go go watch the movie and come back and finish. So one of the things like I, I was kind of thinking about in this movie was um and. And we obviously, you know, we, we, we touched upon it a little bit in the last, um, recording that we did for this, but, um, I talk about a little bit more is the whole, um, you know, the aspect of like fear in a movie, right? Like, like what's the, what's the main element of, of the fear in a horror movie, right? Sometimes it's like grounded things. Sometimes it's supernatural things. Sometimes it's a combination of both, which is what you have in this, you know? So there's always like different things to scare different people, depending on like what you, what you are afraid of, you know, the things like the inherent fears you have. Uh, and beliefs, obviously, because some people don't believe in supernatural elements. They're not, they're not scared by that stuff. Some people do, and it petrifies them. You know, like I have different friends who are scared of completely different kind of things for their own reasons or reasons they don't know. And like cannot deal with certain kind of movies. Like cannot watch it, you know, because they'll be like, oh no, that'll just get in my head too much. So for this, when we were watching it, um, I didn't really feel like that scared but the element of kids being abducted you know was unnerving because it's just something that it i mean obviously it still happens this is one of the worst things that could happen to a person uh without a doubt you know but oh, yeah, there's that de- but back then like this happened a lot which is i guess why it was set in the, the late 70s when when this thing when this kind of shit was going on a lot more
0: right yeah late 70s early 80s Puts you right? yeah puts you in that
1: right time frame you know the milk carton yeah. time frame right
0: yeah exactly
1: um, but that's the thing that, that's the thing that really freaked out my girlfriend when we were watching it is she has two kids. So like that fear of watching children being abducted and like, you know, that was pretty like terrifying to her and it unnerved her a lot. The jump scares got her too. Cause I had to walk in front of her for the rest of the night. But aside from that, <laughs> um, <laughs> aside from that, when it was over, like that's what fucking messed her up. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff that she was like, ah, you know, it put me like put me in that like you know space of anxiety about stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, it was a very effective film because it did it well. So, But like, like, what are the things, because I didn't even really ask you, um, what are the things in a horror movie, or what's the main thing in a horror movie that gets to you? You know, it's funny. Movies about serial killers don't bother me. Okay. Um,
0: it's like, it doesn't scare me. Like, I don't know. For, for the most part, anyway. It's been a very long time since I've watched, like... A slasher movie just like a regular serial killer slasher movie that's um that scared me okay um for me creepy asian ghost kids scare the shit out of me. <laughs> okay fair enough when you start thinking about um like, uh, demons uh witches shit like that yeah nah because i 100 percent believe in the paranormal
1: okay um so well there you go right because there, there, there's supernatural elements in this right i mean they're they're really more on the side of good in the movie but for some right, people yes. there's a lot you know that's also the the, uh, the source of jump scares too so it could freak you out but for some people that would get to them um period but if you don't believe in that stuff then it doesn't bother you you know um they have both like I was saying so that was one of the things that I really liked about this movie too Um, but why like so you believe in that stuff but but why that specific genre like why Asian horror
0: well I mean I I just use that as an example
1: oh okay like the poltergeist Um, freaks you out yeah
0: yeah poltergeist um, God,
1: the exorcist
0: um, even, even Nightmare on Elm Street to an extent like before it got silly um like freddy krueger he's a fucking dream demon you know there's that supernatural element of that And yes it's a slasher play flick about a serial killer but he's a guy who can get you in your fucking dreams right that freaks me the fuck out
1: yeah that that, that always scared my mom like that was the thing that she was afraid of like the most as far as movies go uh she couldn't even watch it because my mom showed me pretty much all my main stream horror films as a kid but that was the one she like left the room for and i was like oh this guy this guy's gonna be really fucked up (laughs) but it wasn't like you know for me but it's just like there was something about it that really got to her and it was like the dream stuff well that's the thing about like
0: that particular franchise like like freddie gets you when you are most vulnerable
1: (laughs) yeah i mean for me uh the supernatural stuff doesn't really get to me and i Believe in that, you know, to a degree. Uh, not the way it's portrayed in movies so much, obviously, but no one really knows, I guess. Um, uh, the things that get to me are, are slasher movies because those are the kind of movies that like I'll watch and be uneasy, uh, with on after, and they're the stupidest ones, too, right? Like, they're right, they're, they're so like off the wall half the time, but there's something about them, and I've been trying to think of why. And I don't know if it's because it was like the first thing I saw as a kid, so it scared me then and it kind of just stuck with me or if there's more to it, you know what I mean? It, it, Cause I, you know, I do have a fear of like the unknown in general, you know, and when you have masked like supernatural type killers, you know, that that's what their whole persona is based off of. So I don't know. Right. Um,
0: so it's that kind of anonymity. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really?
1: This could be anybody, you know? Okay. Ray Fiennes. I think he would have done a good job with this character.
0: I will give you Ray Fine. You know what's funny? As soon as you said Ray Fine, I immediately thought Red Dragon.
1: Right. That's kind of why I, I thought that that was a little bit of what this guy was doing. Kind of. Like a poor man's Red Dragon. Right. Right. Um, I'll give you 2 will give you Your two. to a great The bottom line was, I think there's a lot of guys that probably could have done a great job. Or an unknown. I, I just, I wasn't a fan of him. But, um... I do want to just do uh, a quick spoiler alert for the audience to talk about the ending real quick uh, before we go. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, I I highly, highly recommend it. Like I said, it's in my top five, probably top three. Uh, You could watch this movie on Vudu or Amazon or any other place you go rent movies from. It's on Peacock, I believe, too, if you pay for Peacock, right? Yep. That's okay, yep. Um, on the other uh, platforms that you usually rent movies for, I think at this point it's in like the 5 $6 range. I don't think it's that $20 rental fee anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. Now it's at like
0: the regular Yeah, yeah it's
1: been out for a little bit. Um, so a great movie for Halloween coming up, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, like big high recommendation for me. Um, but I do want to talk about the ending a little bit. Um, yeah. The, the entire movie we're told that... Um, the phone doesn't work by the grabber, you know, but, but obviously he's talking to these ghosts and the ghosts say that he's afraid of the phone. We don't really know why. They never, they never develop that, which I thought was kind of odd. But at the end, after Finney's kind of home alone in the house, um, he puts the phone to the grabber right before he kills him. And he's like, it's for you. And he hears one of the kids that he killed, like kind of tell him off before he goes. And I'm like, okay, uh, did you think that he was always able to hear it and he was just afraid to pick it up because he knew it was on the other end? Or, like, was Finney also kind of clairvoyant because of his mom and his sister and he was able to kind of channel that for him? Like, what what did you think of that? Because I didn't know that he could hear it.
0: Well, he, um, he mentioned, like, the Grabber mentioned earlier in the movie that he had a line where he said something to the effect of sometimes I think I can hear it ringing. Okay. Um and that led me to believe maybe he does have like a touch of that. I don't know. Like I you know what's funny over the last couple of days like I I've been kind of rethinking about the, the, the specific movie. Okay. Um I started thinking about like all these scenarios because you never really do get an answer to that, right? Right. In the movie like it's, it's it is left open ending. Uh, open ended. So I was thinking, "Yeah, maybe like he, They do say that, like, he's afraid of the phone. He mentions that he hears the phone ringing. He said the phone has never worked. Right. And that got me thinking, like, what, okay, so what's this guy's backstory then?
1: Right. Because I feel like if he knew the phone did that, he wouldn't let the kids stay down there. He
0: wouldn't let the kids stay down there,
1: and, there right? Unless, unless he was so confident in the fact that they weren't going to get away because he killed them all anyway, right? I mean, none of them did get away. That. Right he was like, let it, let it be more of a fear device. Let them hear all the kids that I killed and know they're not going to get out of here. Um, cause maybe he also like, well, he actually, no, he wouldn't have heard the conversation cause then he wouldn't have been like, he wouldn't have been caught up in the, in the traps. So I, I don't know. It was a little like, it was a little like, uh, ambiguous. Um, cause I felt like it was the room or phone itself that was haunted because the other kids knew to communicate through it. And I don't think that it was Finney alone that was able to do that. I think all the kids prior to him were able to hear the kids that died before them as well. And and that was just, the fo- like the phone was haunted. You know what I mean? It wasn't, had nothing to do with Finney, even though we, we were told there was some kind of ability in his family. He never showed any of it. So I think that it was, supposedly, it was supposed to be that we were to believe the phone was haunted. Uh, or the room at the very least. And... That's why the grabber was able to hear it. I mean, they play the grabber off like he was fucking insane. So, I, you know, his motivations oh, yeah. could just be anywhere, you know, like in terms of like knowing that the phone worked that way and leaving it there or just denying it. Like, I don't know.
0: See, I've come up with a theory.
1: Yeah, tell me. About that.
0: What if, yes, he's insane. What if the reason he's insane, what if he was German insane by the phone? Okay, sure. Like, what if, oh my God. God, they can make a prequel. I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: if you want to explain that
0: prequel exploring, not, not a prequel, like exploring the origin of the black bone necessarily, but what if the black bones just kind of always
1: been there? Okay. Yeah. And that like made him do what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. That's, that's probably the biggest talking point of the movie is like the mystery around like, how does that work? Did he know about it? You know what I mean? Like, what other kids actually able to use it. That is, you know, kind of left open for the audience to talk about. Um, and that right, was kind of the thing... But it's, yeah. It's
0: a mystery, but it's not like...
1: But it worked. You know, it, it, it works. It doesn't, like, yeah, leave you, you know, thinking... You don't need to know right? It, or, exactly. or hows, you know, None Exactly. Of that's important. No, it doesn't take away anything from the movie, 100% not. No, it's not yeah, one of those yeah, things that's like, oh, it's not explained, so I don't. It's not, as, it's not as good. That's not what I'm saying. It's good, and it just makes you talk about it more it, it opens up conversation um because right. it is like like, like i said like it is doing now right yeah it is very ambiguous but uh but i loved it and you know i, I love that we were talking about it you know a couple times already you know i i, I was kind of like when the ending was coming and, and the, the 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 sister helps the cops find him they get to the house that she sees but the house is empty and i'm thinking in my head i'm like oh man is there a time lapse in this was he already killed and, and, like, she was too late because, like, he was communicating with her as a ghost and, like, time is, right. like, you know, it doesn't, like, transcend the same way. Uh, but it was but just... She, a,
0: see, she sees all these things in her dreams. Right. Yeah.
1: It's, a, it's not like a phone situation.
0: She sees these... She sees the stuff when she's sleeping.
1: Right. So I was, like, wondering if that was the angle they were going to go with. Um, and it wasn't. It was just a house across the street. But um, right. where he wound up burying the kids, it was an empty house, and then... He did like the kidnapping and and whatnot at the other, the other place. And after Finney winds up killing, uh, the grabber, he, he comes out and they see him and you know, that's, that's basically the ending of the movie. Right. And then, you know, drunk dad comes in. He's not drunk anymore. He's all good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's still drunk. (laughs) So with that said, I mean, I, I don't really have much else to say about it. Uh, do you? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Um,
0: I fucking, I, I really, really love this movie. Um, Like you, I,
1: it's it's in
0: my top five for sure.
1: I'm um, definitely going to watch it again. You know, um, yeah. there's a couple of movies that came out this year, like horror wise, that I want to see another time and probably watch it like in uh, October. So I, this is definitely one that's up there and one I would buy, you know, um, which I don't really buy a lot of stuff anymore. But, um, yeah, big fan of it. So, again, um, can't sing its praise enough. If you haven't seen it or you have, see it again. There's definitely a lot of rewatch value with it and a lot to discuss as we've been doing tonight. With that said, uh, I'll end this phone conversation with, with, or we're not really sure, uh, a living Justin maybe or a Justin that was... uh just a ghost on a phone.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave
1: that open. Man. <laughs> that could be the mystery of the podcast. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed. hope you guys keep tuning in. Check out the so meds as we drill into your uh, fucking ears at the end of every episode. Unless you turn it off, which you probably should at this point because you've heard it enough. Um, but, but please check us out on those things. Let us know if you have any comments or questions, things you want us to talk about or review. We'd be more than happy to accommodate. And um, yeah, hope you guys... Uh, Tune in next week. We got uh, a new player coming in town. And uh, I'm looking forward to that a lot. And um, you got anything else for the people? No, I ain't got to say that. <laughs> Not it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good night. Good night, everybody.
0: Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Heavy movie, man. Holy fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I told all the people last night, I was like, you should watch the movie and then listen to the podcast. So...
1: Oh, they're going to hate you. <laughs> Two no, times. They already hate
0: me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at sexyvampteeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... That's oh. me. You're still on the phone? Uh
0: I very rarely ever hang up.
1: Tell the people where they can follow you, Justin.
0: Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tongue. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me, jtongue81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at sexyvampireteethpod.
1: And if you want to follow me on social media, you can. not I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.
0: So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.